<laughs> Post said it's too loud. Hey, what do you think of that intro? She's rolling her eyes at me. I think we got to come up with something new, Aaron. Why? I don't know. I think you're the only one that likes it, just like you're the only one that likes the, the website for our league. You told me to do it, so I did it. <laughs> What's going on? How are we doing tonight? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Um, not too bad. Uh, just waiting for the weekend so so we can do nothing. Like we always do. Working for the weekend. Working uh, for the weekend. We got a special episode. We got uh, we got a guest. Um, he's he's sitting sidelines right now, um, and we'll he'll chirp in when we ask him some questions or when we want him to talk. So, but just wanted to say what's up to Costa. How are you doing tonight? Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on tonight. I appreciate it. Hope you guys are well. Welcome to the number. 532nd ranked podcast in the land. This is going to be a good one. Man, we're really moving up the charts, huh? I think we are. I feel like every week we, uh, we produce a better product than the week before. So, you know, we're, we're gaining momentum here. I still don't have a sponsor. We're waiting. Still waiting. doing it on our own dime and time. Oh. Oh. Anyways, how's... Uh, how- the lake wants to invest. What was that? All right, so we'll see if Eyes in the Lake wants to become your guys' sponsor. Come on, if you even if you just put in a dollar, we'll put you. We'll 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 mention you on the pod. We'll get we'll get some <laughs> some uh, some traction here. A little here. free advertisement. A little free advertisement. I like it. Oh, I, I threw some business your way, and my mom my mom hit you up. There you go. Yeah, well, she she was she already was coming in before that, but yes, thank you. That's very nice of you. No, I said, mom, listen to this podcast, and um, then then go call. The best place to get glasses and wait is your mom one of the 16 listeners that we have on our, our no podcast? she's not oh, oh all right and we don't have 16 either oh i thought we did <laughs> no i think i think some people might be hitting play in two different places oh is that how it works? oh man i gotta oh i'll pretend i didn't hear that anywho so how are we uh how are we feeling about this week well I want to. I, I need. I need to to do a little commissioner's corner real quick. I got some. I got some things I need to discuss. So I'm gonna put my uh, commissioner hat on real quick. Um, there's one thing that really grinded my gears this past week. Um, how long have we been doing this as a 12 team league for? What six, seven years? 12 team more than that. Probably- yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's oh. been a while. And uh, we all know how to set starting lineups, right? Like you have, you know, your QBs, your RBs, your wide receivers, your tight ends, your flex, your kicker, and a defense, right? Well, I don't know if anyone was paying attention closely, but I was. Somebody submitted a lineup with 10 players but didn't have a defense in their their lineup. Sneaky, Fred. Sneaky. I don't know how that – happened i don't know how the, the website allowed it but um seriously man what the fuck like what do you know i don't think he, I don't think he did it with in- intentions to do it uh but there's uh, anyway but i i monitored it and i rectified it but um you know i don't know well uh you know you need to have a defense bottom line like costa how do you feel about that Well, I feel that it'd be nice if he 
did it this week against me, but unfortunately, that's not the case. <laughs> There's no way he knew it and intentionally was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna get away with this." Like he just set up his lineup and. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, the website should allow it to do it, but like, if you're able to start two QBs, three running backs, three wide receivers, that's a. It's a stacked team. I'm. But, it's incorrect. It's a. It's a mistake. But I personally think it's worse to do a complete auto draft in your draft myself. Oh, okay. All right, but Mr. Mr. Auto Draft kicked all our asses this week. That is true, though. That is true. Yes, he he, he is kicking our asses. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right. Uh, two other things I need to clarify. Um, there's been a lot of ambiguity about the IR rule, so I want to clear it up here. And hopefully people who are confused are listening. So the way IR works for our league this year and how it worked last year is you can only place someone on IR when they are out on injured reserve or on the COVID exempt list. So if somebody, if there is news reports that someone is going to be out, but the team lists them as doubtful, that person cannot be put on the IR list until the team officially rules them out. I understand the frustration with how that's happening, but teams choose to list their players differently. And we changed this rule because we used to have it the other way where you could put people that were doubtful and possibly even questionable on the IR list and people were putting players on and then gaming the system by putting someone on, and then they were questionable all week, and they played and picking up players, yada, yada, yada. So in order to make it a complete fair across the board, the person has to be officially out. Now, if a team decides to list someone as doubtful all week and then officially rule them out Sunday morning, that sucks, but that's the way it is. So once the person is, is officially out, you can put them on IR. What the fuck was that sound? Hello? Uh, I think it was Costa. Uh, no, I'm not hearing. I didn't hear anything. I don't know. Maybe it's something on your end, buddy. I'm sorry. You didn't hear anything because it came from your side. <laughs> that's how this well, works. Well, I apologize if that's the case. Any any questions from either you two about the IR rule? From me? No, I understand no, it. No. Well, I'm just saying... I, 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 you know, I've had lots of questions about it this year. Is all I have to say. I I agree with it, and I actually ran into it earlier in the week because what you just said is very justified. Because I was actually trying to put somebody like Cam Akers on IR, so I could pick somebody else up. And when I realized I couldn't do that, I kind of just realized that I just I realized that you probably should change it for that reason. So I just let whatever. I just didn't obviously didn't make the move. So, but it makes sense because it's not. It wouldn't have been fair for me to do that during the week. And then be able to kind of drop him or, or take him off at the last second. You know you get it. So I, I think yeah. you are correct. But what can happen is, so let's say that the Rams rule out Cam Akers on Sunday and he's listed out. You can put him on your IR. If he goes back to questionable during the week, he can stay on your IR list. But you have to take him off if he's active for the game. That's, that's the way it's, it's been going. So, all right. And then the last thing I wanted to bring up is I'm not sure if everyone is aware exactly how waivers work. So we have waivers that run every single night at 9 o'clock. So when somebody gets dropped, they stay locked until the next waiver period. 
so for example, on Wednesday night when waivers process, whoever gets dropped Wednesday night, those players stay locked and people are able to put in bids on them and the waivers will process the next night, Thursday at 9 p.m. We, we put this in place a few years ago because people wanted everyone to get an equal opportunity to pick up players who were dropped, not just first come, first serve. So in case anyone has forgotten that, that is still out there as well. Moving right along. Oh, you want to do waiver wire or you want to do uh, results from last week? Or, uh, oh, yeah. Let's do results. Let's go, let's oh, go in chronological yeah. order. Let's do it. All right. So, um, <laughs> Grant's team. I mean, what the hell, dude? Most points of the week? Most points in the league? Most points in the league. Odd, Mr. Mr. Auto Draft uh, just put us all to shame. And he um, – I. Costa, were you the one that dropped Kirk Cousins? Yes. It's one of those, the usual KG drop early in the year. You better yeah, pick him up. Right? I was planning on picking him up at 9 o'clock tonight and went to go pick him up, and uh, Grant had put a waiver on him for a dollar. Oh, shit. So, oh, Grant, Grant – oh, see, I didn't need to make the yeah. announcement. Grant knew what was going on. All right. He's, pay, he's, he's paying attention. Hey, Grant, if you're listening to this, shout out to you, man. You're bringing it this year. I like it's it. A, it's a lot easier to pay attention when you have the most points in the league. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. That is true. That is true. As we start, we're going to start to lose people's interests. Um, Steve, Steve might check out soon. Um, Jeff might check out soon. Meetle might check out soon. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, damn, like Grant's team, like, and that was with Devonte Adams not doing anything. Jesus. Aaron Jones is a monster. He he is. I mean, we already know Aaron Jones has games like this where he'll have like. 30, 40 points, and then, like, there's weeks where he'll have, like, five points. Um, but, you know, he is he is a monster. Like, the, he, 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 com- like, I'm sorry, he, he completes that team. I think they, that's something that the Green Bay Packers haven't had for a lo- probably since the days of Amon Green, where they've had, like, a solid running game. Um, and that makes the – I mean, that uh, the Packers, I think, are going to be a, a contender this year. They're looking like – to me, it's the Packers. I was the last time the Packers weren't a contender. That's not that hot of a take. I, how, yeah, how but they never. They, no, they're se- serious contenders, though. Now, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're contenders, but they've always been flaky. They're, they're contenders because the, because the NFC North is you know filled with Chicago and Detroit that you know pop up every so often. But like, they're they're always make the playoffs. But you know, are you ever really thinking that they're gonna they're they're you're picked to the Super Bowl? To me, the top two teams in the NFC are Seattle and Green Bay right now. Um, how about, yeah, it's, uh, no, yeah, I guess, and if Neuron's lost, Tampa, yeah, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Seattle Arizona looks, looks pretty nice out there in the desert. Arizona looks, yeah, I, yeah, Arizona looks good, but the team's still pretty young. I, you know, they don't have the, the veteran that's, presence to, to make a playoff run. That's not true. Yes, it is. You were just saying the best teams in the, the, the NFC are Arizona can be labeled up there. And what does it matter that, how old they are? Because, because what, when it gets to playoff time, veteran presence. We're arguing two usually, different things. What? what are we, no, we're, we're arguing two different things. You just said that you named the top three or the top two teams. And I said Arizona was one of them. And then you change it to a, a, who can make a playoff run. You're just listing off the top teams and then changing it to a 
arguing about a play, playoff run with veterans. Fine, fine. Fair enough. All right. You say tomato, I say tomato. Quick, quick question going back to Grant. Uh, did he get all those points starting just one quarterback this week? Yeah. Yep. Wow. And same as last week, too. Good. So let him pick up Cousins at his minus three point five <laughs> a game. He'll yeah, I was gonna say, take I, away from I mean, usually Cousins like starts off slow and like builds it up, but like it's it been it's been clear with without Stefan Diggs, that team is lost right now. It did you see what this Jacksonville team did to that indie defense week one? And they see how bad Jacksonville yeah. looks tonight. So yeah. Cousins is terrible. Yeah. I, I, ugh. But going back to fantasy, you know, you know, the person who had the second highest points played Grant, which sucks, you know. But it's also awesome who it happened to. Yeah, well, you know, fair enough. But, right. but I mean, you know, Jared, Jared's got, you know, he's got his quarterbacks are Josh Allen and Cam Newton, which I mean, I doesn't I, he have like seven quarterbacks? Four. Oh, okay. But didn't he have like seven on his team last year? Yeah, he loves the hardest quarterbacks. Well, he—I mean, he—he, I—I I saw his point last year before he got completely trashed at the draft. He did pick up what was considered like the top two quarterbacks of the the league that were available with Rodgers and, and Watson, but Rodgers didn't perform as expected. But um, you know, I—I I didn't think. I thought Cam Newton was going to be better than he's been in previous years. I didn't think he was going to be as good a passer as he is right now. And if he keeps that up, um, Cam Newton could be a top five quarterback uh, in the league and in fantasy. Wait, hold on a second. What about his him being a good passer? He was he was swinging the ball uh, against Seattle. He didn't do much against the Dolphins. Yeah, I know, but it was against. Uh, um, there, we have a sample size of two right now. Yeah, and I don't think the Dolphins can. I mean, I think if Mitch plays the Seahawks, he can throw for 400 yards. Possibly, we'll we'll see. You know, we need a we need a third game to to put up. But regardless, I mean, look what the Dolphins are doing to the Jags. They're making Minshew look like crap. Yeah. So it's a week to week league. Fair enough. But yeah, back to our matchups. Um, anything that uh, stood out. To you in last week's matchups on, I mean, Costa, you have some explaining to you? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, my team is struggling right now and had a big matchup against AK and we shed, we shed an egg. Uh, definitely uh, play, played some of the wrong plays, tried to go with a couple hunch plays that didn't work out. And obviously, Saquon Barkley getting hurt was atrocious and. Yeah, it's tough. Tough to be the uh, uh, lowest scoring team of the week, right? Yeah, by a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it was a super high scoring week too. So you, I mean, you hit, you're, you're having terrible luck, dude. Like you lost one of your running backs week one. You lose your top over pick, overall pick week two. Like it, yeah. that's 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 hard to come come back from in a twelve team league. Like that's tough, dude. There's no doubt about it. It's part of the game, man. It's part of the game. It's fantasy. I mean, tonight's a good example, too. I mean, Minshew's been hot. He's been on my bench the first two weeks and play him tonight at home, and he's fucking playing like shit. So, hey, man, you know, I played just, him in my uh, other league. I'm right there with you. I thought the same thing. So, yeah, the nature of the beast. 
You mentioned all the point scoring. That was the highest scoring week of all time, and you scored 75 points. Yeah. I'm yeah. always on the opposite trend of things, right? So right. When, when everyone's zigging, you're zagging? Exactly. exactly. And you, never, I mean, you never know, man. The person who scored the highest points auto-drafted their team. So, like, there's, there's obviously elements of luck here involved, too. And, yeah. And Costa has none of it. it I, it's unfortunate, but, you know, I mean – but the thing is, it's still early, and the one thing that we that is almost guaranteed this season more than anything is that you're gonna people who are gonna do well have to manage their teams well. And Costa, you pay attention, and I, I guarantee it, players are gonna start missing games in the next few weeks, and so it's yeah. gonna be how you manage your team throughout the season. Hey, Costa, why did you drop the Arizona Cardinals? Um, because I don't want to hold on to two defenses. And oh, you have, uh, I, I was, you have another defense? I have the, I have the Patriots defense, yeah. I was debating on which one to keep, but cool. just the well, defense. Just the defense. But, but, gonna, but just, I know, I know. I, I, was just, I, I was looking at who dropped them when I picked them up. Um, I was going after the Indianapolis Colts defense and got outbid by yours truly, our commissioner. And I was yeah. so, I was so upset. I almost picked up whatever defense you dropped just in the spite, so that I can shove it down your throat. Um, and then, <laughs> that would be real enjoyable. But um, I, I don't like Josh Allen running all over the Rams defense. So I um, think I think I'd, I'll bid you by like a by a dollar maybe or a few dollars. No, I, only, I think I only bid two. I think you bid like six. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, now I've got the Cardinals against the Lions. I like them because they're they're the Cardinals should do work with against the Lions. They should easily win that game, and I'll take a defense that's going to win the game. I don't know. Throwing throwing darts at a blindfold right now. Let's see. Any other teams to comment on from last week? Um, Let's try to move this along. Let's go to the wire, wire, waiver wire. All right, let's go waiver wire. Let's do it. Let's do it. Lots of running backs out there. I got none of them. Yeah, man. I, yeah, you put in a bunch of bids, but I saw you got outbid everywhere. Yeah. Um, Rough. Yeah. I, I'll, I feel like I'm going to need the money later in the year. I've never really had money later in the year, so I'm good sitting tight right now. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't blame you. I, would, I, I, pers- I, I put in bids on some of these people, but I would not have bid um, a lot of money on any one of them. A lot of big spenders. Yeah, I, got, I got outbid by four by Meatle for Mike Davis. Yeah. That hurts. And when I found out, I was pissed at first, but then I like looked at it and like he can come back week six, and then I'm I'm really only doing it for two week two two or three weeks, and I have you know plug guys I can plug in my strengths at wide receiver, so I don't know. I uh, I think I'll be able to survive. And, and the storyline of last week was all the injuries, but I mean you see what happened. It's this the first of many many injuries that are going to be taking place. I mean, yeah, like, exactly. Going to keep happening. I mean, if you look back at week one, who the big time people that bid on and what those people did week two, they, the those like the big one, big the big spenders were Benny Snell and Malcolm Brown, yeah. and those yeah. guys didn't do anything. Granted, really? Malcolm Brown got hurt, but you know, it's especially in like I'll keep going back to especially in this season, you're gonna need to have money as we as we move on. I mean, granted, but different teams are in different situations, you know, like. You know, some teams are, are, are trying to make moves now because they're already feeling the heat. 
Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about Devontae Freeman filling in for Barkley? Jeff Jeff spent uh, a majority of his budget on him. Crickets? Uh, I have my opinion. Coach, do you have any opinion? I I mean, obviously, I put a decent amount of money on him, too. I think I maxed myself out at 75. But, you know, even thinking more and more about it, the guy wasn't on a roster for a reason. And if anybody's been watching those Giants games like I have, they're probably the worst offensive line in the league. So I just don't really foresee much of anything good happening there. So, Yeah, I mean, the I personally think the way Devontae Freeman plays – um, and the fact that he hasn't been on a team, I think he's not going to make it to the season. I think he's going to get hurt. Um, yeah, he's one concussion away from calling it a career. Um, and on top of that, um, you know, he, I, I, going back to why he was on a team, supposedly he, he had offers, but he only wanted to sign where he could basically be the guy. And so that's why he was holding out. So that being said, um, I think it's going to take a few games for him. I, I think he will be the lead guy eventually, uh, but I don't think he holds it for very long. Um, you know, he's but, the main guy. He, he's definitely, I mean, him holding it, he'll hold on to it as long as he can stay healthy. Um, I can see him, I, I feel like he's going to turn into, he's a, got a knack of finding the end zone. So I can see him having a few games where he's got 10 carries for 40 yards or 10 carries for 30 yards, five catches and a couple touchdowns. That's his kind of a ceiling. If he doesn't get those touchdowns, then his numbers are pretty meh. So that's kind of he's kind of touchdown dependent, and, and like you mentioned, injuries. Uh, I think he's one concussion away from calling it a career. Uh, the other running back that was picked up that's kind of not as wasn't spent that much money on was Wilson from the 49ers. I bid five on him, I think, and Costa. I've been bashing you about all your misfortune so far, but I think you picked up at least a good play this week because I think McKinnon is going to be on a pitch count uh, coming back from two knee injuries. And Wilson has an opportunity um, in a good matchup to, to run wild like um, the 49ers usually do against bad defenses. So um, kudos to you. I'm picking up Wilson. Uh, I, I don't know how, how long you'll be able to ride it. Maybe just one week, but $7 is worth it. Well, thank you. Yeah, but he also might have five carries for three yards, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, the 49ers like to run the ball. Garoppolo's out, and they're not going to be chucking it. They're going to try to establish the run. Um, yeah. And, and McKinnon's not going to get 20 touches. So, I mean, I, your worst-case scenario is they split 50-50 and they get, like, 12 each or something like that. Otherwise, I think Jeff Wilson's going to get more touches, which, you know. And I think Wilson's the goal line back, too. Yeah, yeah, he'll from get what, From what I've read. I, yeah. I, 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 I agree with that. Uh, I think that – I think McKinnon is – the big play guy. So I think that they might try to, to arrange that as possible, but Wilson is definitely going to be the between the tackle guy too. And uh, last we'll let you um, talk about your QB swap in Los Angeles. How do you feel about your new rookie quarterback, Aaron? Um, I will uh, defer that to my later segment. Oh, okay, great. Looking forward to it. I was, I was just going to say, since we're talking about waiver wire picks, that I thought that was probably one of the best waiver wire moves because I was actually going to put like 16 on him, and I was kind of pissed after I saw the results. And the reason I, I refrained was because the coach said that Tyler Taylor was going to start when he got his job back. But at the time, I don't know, the other guy had a punctured lung. So Do you know how he got put... an injury? What's that? 
Do you know how, how Tyrod Taylor got hurt? This this story is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 You, you, yeah tell me your feelings on it. I will. So, <laughs> you know, he he suffered the, t- the, the medical term is called a, a pneumothorax or a a punctured lung. Um, and so to so I so I'll just I'll give go into detail about this because I deal with this actually. So I do procedures, not what he was getting, but I do procedures where I where I stick a needle in to someone's lung cavity to drain out fluid. So I'm going there and potentially could puncture the lung. Now, in order to get deep enough to the lung, you have to go through a good amount of fat, muscle, and tissue to get there. Now, Tyrod Taylor was getting an injection for rib pain. That is pretty superficial. So to go from like getting an injection for rib pain to ending up with a punctured lung I don't know what this person was doing who injected him, but that is a gross mistake, in my opinion. Like, like, I, trying, like stab, like stabbing him, like physically, like punching him with a needle. Not, I, I don't know. I mean, you don't have to do that. Like, you know, everyone's body habitus is different, but like, you know, the football players are pretty muscular. There's a big, thick layer. I don't know. They're probably doing it. I assume in the back uh, because there's less muscle and, and, and fat back there. So that's the only way it probably could have happened. But like I said, the ribs are very superficial. So y- y- if you're going for the rib, you really should be going that, that deep. But you know, I, I, I can play Monday, Monday, Monday morning quarterback all I want. Cause I, I wasn't there. I didn't do it, but um, Monday morning it was, it was, it was, uh, it's a very, it was the whole circumstance was weird. All right. Well, since you're already talking doctor stuff, let's go right into your fantasy prognosis for this week, Aaron. It was Doctor Dance's fantasy prognosis. That's the section. <laughs> let's hear it. You were FaceTime. No, we're talking. There's no FaceTime. <laughs> All right. So, I got four players in my corner this week. All right. And you might call me a homer uh, based on who I'm going to say, but there's a reason I picked these people up. So the first one I'm going to talk about is Dion Lewis. His prognosis is positive because, as I was alluding to before, I, I, they, I think they signed Devontae Freeman to be the, the lead guy. I don't think he's going to be the lead guy this week. I think – I think everyone is vastly underestimating what Deion Lewis is capable of. Um, he has bounced around a lot. If we go back to like five years ago, he was a stud in New England before he went down with a major injury. Um, he's not big between the tackles, but he can do it. He's great at catching the ball. Um, yeah, he's been around. I think he's been in the. I think he's 29 years old, so he's got some a lot of you know mileage on there. But he's never been like a lead back. So he'll, he'll be 30 by the time he plays on Sunday. Okay, fine. So, like his birthday is on the twenty seventh. So, I I personally think that he ends up being the best New York Giant running back at the end of the season out of all the three that you have to choose from between Freeman, Lewis, and Gallman. So, I that's why I picked him up. So, I'm not playing him this week. I'm going to wait and see approach, but I that's what I personally think. Just creating the narratives that you want it to happen. I get it. No. No, well, I, no, I mean, I create, I picked, I went for the players that I that I thought would be the case. That being said, I still did put more money on, on Freeman, but I think that Lewis is going to have 
more long-term value. Now, my next pair I'm going to talk about is Julio Jones, which I'm going to give a prognosis negative because uh, I don't think it's necessarily a changing of the guard. Calvin Ridley's still young. Julio Jones is still at the top of his game. But Julio Jones, it seems every single year he gets banged up earlier and earlier in the season. I think that teams pay more attention to Julio Jones, which opens up more opportunities for Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley is the receiver you want to own in Atlanta this season. That's why uh, Grant Yeah, exactly. But I think we've always known that Julio Jones is an amazing talent, but he has some games where he explodes and he has games where he doesn't show up, i.e. last week. We also know that for one reason or another, he cannot score touchdowns. I think he's got double-digit touchdowns once his entire career. Um, and you know what? He's getting up there in age, too. He's been around for a while. Um, I think that he still has some good years left in him for sure, but I think we, I think, like I said, Calvin really is the receiver you want in Atlanta this season. Uh, the next player I'll talk about um, is the other player I picked up, Justin Herbert, who we were talking about before. Um, that is a prognosis positive. Um, anybody who watched any part of that San Diego game, that guy's fucking good. That guy is an NFL quarterback. I mean, he threw for 300 yards, one touchdown, one interception against the reigning Super Bowl champions. And that's not – their defense is pretty damn good. Um, the exact reason why I picked him up, uh, I don't know if I'm going to play him anytime soon, but he looked excellent there. And the, the, the Los Angeles Chargers looked like a different team when they were compared to the week before when they were playing with Tyrod Taylor. I still really like – I think Tyrod Taylor has been given a, uh, the short stick. I think he was an excellent quarterback for Buffalo. I think they did him dirty and let him go for nothing. And then he dirty. ended up in, and then he got, a, he ended up in Cleveland, which is just like, you know, the black hole for anybody. Cause that team, like there's any, you go there and your career dies. Like has, has anyone had a, as a decent career for a long time in Cleveland. Um, and it ends up coming to. Peyton Hillis, yes, for one season. That's that you can you only know, you only how many? You know, it was a joke, can, Aaron. Calm down. I was gonna say you know how many players you can name that have had one excellent season for Cleveland. Kellen Winslow. What's that guy? That Bron, Bron, What was that? Gary Bar, Gary Barnage. Uh, some other. Anyway, um, Derek Anderson, Bar- uh, Braylon Edwards. See all these people. Anyway. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, I feel uh, Tyra Taylor was the clear heir apparent for Los Angeles with for this season at least, and now his season's getting cut short because of uh, I think a ridiculous medical mistake. Um, so very high on Justin Herbert. Um, I think you know I think if he if he continues playing like he did this week, he will end up taking a huge step forward next season, um, and then. Uh, my last one is hold on, where's my notes? Da, 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 da. Josh Allen, I'm giving a prognosis negative. Um, I think for this week, I think the Rams defense, while fantasy wise is not putting up points, uh, I think their defense is legit. Um, Josh Allen has got off to a hard, hot start. He threw for over 300 the first game, over 400 the second game, multiple touchdowns each game. 
I think he falls back down to earth this week. Um, oh, I didn't give any predict- predictions for anything. So I, I but anyway, uh, so I'll wrap that up. But I think that Josh Allen is in for a dud this week against a really underrated uh, defense in the Los uh, Los Angeles Rams. So summing up, Deion Lewis, I'm gonna say he's gonna have 80 rushing yards, 30 receiving yards, and one touchdown. Justin Herbert's gonna throw for 325 yards, two touchdowns, and run for 20 yards. Uh, Julio Jones is gonna have five catches for 45 yards. And Josh Allen is going to throw for 225, one touchdown with two interceptions. So we don't even have to watch football on Sunday. We already know what's going to happen, right? Well, what's your, what's your reaction to that? What do, you, what do you guys think? Am I right? Am I wrong? I don't even – Julio might not even play. Um, there's no way Lewis is going to run – who are they playing? The 49ers? Who? The Giants? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think between him and Freeman – and Gallman, they're not going to workhorse him. You, you, you forget to mention his injury history um, while you bash, um, you know, your your counterpart Freeman and with his injuries past. Um, there's no way they're going to pound the rock with him. Um, I don't think he'll get 80 yards, so I would take the under on that. Um, I don't think Julio. If he, I, I, you set that pretty low, the, the bar for four for 45, but. Um, I don't know. Bears defense hopefully um, gets gets to Matt Ryan, and, and you know, I, w- I would like to take the under as a Bears fan for that. Um, I don't remember what your exact your Herbert one, but that one probably. Did you say he rushed for two touchdowns? No, three hundred yards pass. No, like th- a little over three hundred yards passing, two touchdowns with twenty yards rushing. Twenty yards rushing. Um, yeah, I, don't know. I think there was no film on him last year. I mean, he's a rookie. There's got to be. Uh, ways that defense. Who are they playing? The Chargers. The Panthers at home. Oh man, maybe they will. Um, I do like Eckler and Josh Kelly to run the ball crazy on the Panthers, but uh, yeah, I guess that we, the Panthers' defense is pretty weak, so I, I, that's a pretty decent prediction. Um, and what was the last one? Josh Allen, two twenty-five, one touchdown, two interceptions against the Rams. Um. I think he's, his yardage is still going to be there. I think he will throw a couple picks. Um, I, I would go over on the yardage, but everything else sounds good. Costa, any thoughts? That's pretty decent predictions. I mean, I think Herbert will, will probably have a good week, but I know you're excited. So I watched that game, and I was excited too. I mean, he was playing really well, but you got to remember when a defense isn't prepared for a certain quarterback, they always are a little lackluster no matter who they are, so you got to take that into consideration. But I definitely think Julio's – downward spiraling and I think the Josh Allen is actually a good sleeper pick because he's been pretty hot but the Rams are kind of a sneaky good defense so and Deion Lewis I, I think I think we'll get most of the carries that Devontae Freeman doesn't know the offense so overall pretty good predictions there okay we'll see how they pan out for you and just so just to just to tie in from last week I'll wrap up what my predictions went so I had um Austin Eckler having an Eckler-like game which he did I, I would say that I was on the nose for that he had a bunch of yards receiving and uh, and rushing. Uh, Tom Brady, I missed the mark on that. I think he had one touchdown with like 200 yards. Odell Beckham, I thought was on the way to having uh, a solid game, but I think he ended up with 70 yards and one, one touchdown because Baker Mayfield is just fucking terrible. Um, and I had one other one and I forgot what it was. Baker's too busy doing commercials, man. <laughs> 
so small out there. Yeah, but he's he's built fucking solid. Yeah, but he gets a lot of pass deflections, and he's got bad arm angles, and the, I don't know. I just I don't think he can. He's gonna make it as an NFL quarterback. Oh yeah, my other prediction was Michael Thomas not having a good game, but he didn't play. So eh. there you go, zero points. Well, my prediction last week, I mentioned Mr. Uh, Blankenship, who went yeah, off. Yeah, you, you picked him up? And I picked him up. So I, I, was, I predicted him to have a big game last week. Picked him up this week, so I'm pretty sure he'll have negative points for me as a kicker. Um, but, yeah, I got a Blankenship, so I hit that. This week on uh, Fantasy Daycare, we're going to talk about – this is not – you don't want to be sent to this daycare. This daycare, you're going to get sent to a timeout. And these are running backs that were drafted early and are – are not producing in a second, third, or even fourth or fifth round level. Um, wow, I'm I'm liking this section. I like what you've done. I'm excited. Right. The first person I'm putting on timeout is Joe Mixon, who uh, Joey, defending champ, has as his his running back. Um, he has yet to have a, a breakout game, um, and and is supposed to have plenty of opportunities. He's supposed to improve with better quarterback play. And it doesn't. It looks like Burrow can do it without him. He doesn't need to check down with him. He can just make make the plays on his on his own, um, like he did in Week One when he had a twenty three yard touchdown run. Um, uh, last week against the Browns, uh, sixteen rushes for forty six yards. Um, he had four targets throughout the whole game. And the the as long as Gino Bernard is um, on that team, he's going to be on the field when they're in like two minute drill mode. He got four targets in one possession so that's just going to keep Mixon's, you know feeling low um and like i said i think burrow you know burrow has proved he's just gonna fling it around he's got plenty of options so joe Mixon is the first player that i'm talking about is on timeout um the next player that we're talking about uh that i want to talk about is Kenyon drake who was um drafted at the end of the second uh yeah, at the end of the second round um he that is his hasn't really had a breakout game he's been mildly uh consistent barely getting over double digits um he uh made a social media post about go ahead drop me and make someone else happy i was waiting for costa to do that um but costa's gonna hold on tight but he's on he's on um strike two list here he's got a really good matchup against the lions um if he doesn't produce this week and he has another so-so game ho-hum game i I think he needs at least 100 yards rushing um to to get out of the timeout for this week um because he's got some nice matchups ahead, but if he can't produce against one of the worst run rush defenses against the Lions, um, he might have to be sitting on a bench. Um, the last, the next, I want to talk about Josh altogether here. Uh, he took he took Singletary and Fournette and the three four turn, and both those running backs are completely horrible. Um, Singletary uh, had issues with fumbling, so they can't give him the keys to the the running game. They got Zach Moss in there and Josh Allen. That's Josh Allen's team, and he's shown that he's got an arm. So Singletary is kind of an afterthought. They get to the goal line. Josh Allen's just going to run it in for a touchdown. Singletary's not getting any goal line looks. Um, He's just the kind of a a guy that if he was on my roster, I would play him only if I had no no one else to start. And Fournette, um, big name, going to an opportunity to play with – Tom Brady and the uh, the Buccaneers, um, he is uh, he's more of a – I kind of wanted to just bring him up because he was also drafted by Josh and those back-to-back picks. He's like the Minnesota Timberwolves, taking two point guards instead of Steph Curry here. Um, but Fournette, uh, it's, again, remains to be seen if he can produce. 
um, if you can jump Ronald Jones um, and stay healthy and, you know, protect, basically protect uh, Tom Brady. Because I think that's the only thing keeping him away from carrying a full load is that he has to be able to pass protect. Um, and then the last guy, um, I won't get into it too much because um, he's on my team and I need him to perform. So I won't say anything bad about him. But Ingram, stuck, Mark Ingram needs to step up his game. Um, he didn't get vultured any touchdowns from Dopkins this week. Uh, and he ran, ran one in. I think I, the one good thing about him is he's on a team that's got um, high power offense and he's going to get plenty of opportunities. Um, it's just going to be uh, hit or miss, uh, touchdown dependent for him to be a respectable uh, fantasy each week. Um, so with him, took him in the fifth round, first pick of the fifth round, um, and he's definitely not producing like an RB2. Um, so that's fantasy daycare. Do I have to get some predictions too? You don't have to. It's your, it's your segment, man. Whatever you want to do. I'll uh, I'll do one prediction. Right. Um, Drake has a monster game. He has 22 carries, 128 yards, one touchdown rushing, three receptions, and one – three receptions, 21 yards, and one touchdown receiving. Damn. Co- Costa. Carry the under on that. That is that is that is music to Costa's ears. That's yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the offense has changed. They're a high flying offense. Hey, I'm batting 100 percent of my predictions here. Black Blankenship last week. I need Drake this week. <laughs> uh, All right, buddy, we'll take it. I really, I really enjoy that segment, Pocken. That was, that was really good. And I really put 30 minutes of work into it. Good. That was a good segment. I, I, uh, I think I agree with most of your analysis there. Like. Uh, I've never thought Joe Mixon was worth a top pick, to tell you the truth. I don't know why he keeps being brought up in the conversation. I think he had a good rookie year, but he plays for the Bengals, and the Bengals don't score points, like, and they don't have an offensive line. Like, It doesn't matter if he runs the ball 30 times a game. If he's running into a brick wall, he's going to have 30 yards. So I agree there. Kenyon Drake is just like, unfortunately, like he does this. He has – he has like a great end of the season, like every three years that that is his cycle. You know, he, he did this the, when he was with Miami, he had a, I had him on my team in another league where he just finished the year strong. He was going to be the guy in Miami. And then he started the season and he did nothing. And I think that's the same. He's going to happen. I think he's good in spurts, but he is not a bell cow back. So I agree with you there. Um, Devin Singletary, you know, he might be the next Steve Slayton, you know. He had a he had a great rookie season, uh, came out of nowhere, and he might disappear into obscurity. Um, but I agree, he's he's uh, a guy that you use between the twenties, um, and that's about it. He's not going to be a guy that really he's not going to win you a game. Leonard Fournette, I mean, he had a monster game last week. Um, so I think the jury's still out. I, I think it's too early to say that he is completely. Uh, not capable of it, um, but I think he's too volatile to really plug in your lineup week in and week out right now. Yeah, I brought him up only because Josh drafted those two guys back to back pretty much. Yeah, um, I didn't really, I didn't really even look at Fournette's game from last week. Um, yeah, I just, I just happened to bring it up. He had like twenty-seven points. He had hundred yards and two touchdowns. So, did like, Josh, Josh, did Josh start him? Uh, let's see. No, but he's starting him now. Yeah, that's that's what fantasy does to you. If you, yep. Chasing yep. points will never work, and if you're late to the party, you just got to move on. I agree, and it's players like this that I try to avoid because it's like, oh, they just 
they rack your brain because you're, you're chasing points and you just, you get in this cycle where you're always choosing wrong. And, ugh. Yeah. And like with running backs too, like if you get a heavy workload one week and teams that have like these three backs that they can plug in, they're going to grind them one week and then they're going to kind of give them a break the next, you know, they're going to put their fresh guys out there. So I, I don't know if that's something kind of a pattern I've noticed over the last few years, especially with these teams that have three running backs going that can, that can produce, you know, you just got to, monitor the touches each week yeah that's why you know there is a after the top five or six running backs there's a huge drop off for this exact reason because there's no after those people who are the true bell call backs you don't know what you're going to get week in and week out from running back because teams have multiple running backs on their on the and you don't know what the game plan is gonna be for that week which exactly what's happening to mark ingram is because they have they have three running backs that they generally like on that team so Mark, you're, Mark, you're going to have good games here and there, but you don't know when they're going to be. And that's frustrating when you're playing fantasy. All right. Well, let's get into what the listeners really are listening, waiting for. And that's for Costa and his sprinkling of pounding parlays and boosts and all that fun stuff. Costa, <laughs> how are you doing in the DraftKings gambling? Uh, it's going all right. It's going all right. Um, I really quickly wanted to add something on, though, um, to uh, to to the discussion we were just having. But uh, but you know what? We'll skip that. Actually, let's, let's no, add it on. Yeah, add it on. I was just trying Hit to, move but you can add something on. Give the people what they want to hear, which is more of this. I uh, I well, I actually sorry, for, I forgot what we were talking about. So let's 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 move on. I apologize. Oh my I apologize. god! Face <laughs> well, What was the previous topic of conversation again? We were talking about running backs that plock in. Said, "Oh yeah, there we go." I'm sorry. I apologize. I uh, no, I was just gonna say that it was frustrating enough when it became all of a sudden. You know, it was always like a one back thing. You always can have a lot of teams with one guy dominating. It became a two back system for a lot of teams. And then now it's like you got now you got trifectas all across the league, which is just ridiculous. I mean, you got trifectas going on where you have three running backs pretty much who share the load, and you're seeing it more and more now. Especially, I feel like with the COVID thing this year, I think teams try to stack up just in case. And it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to find a running back who's consistent. And that's why in the draft you got to go running back early with like like AK said with those top five. The drop off just absolutely absurd after that. So I mean, it's crazy. If you guys think back to when we first started, what 17, 18 years ago. I mean, yeah. there, you, the first 10 picks were all running back. mostly running backs, and they were all lead running backs. Like, this running back by committee was a rarity, if anything. You know, you, there, were, there were 12, 14, 16 teams that had one solid guy. You were going to get two starting running backs that were going to produce week in and week out. And that is now the rarity. It's, you know, I don't know. But that's just that could also be a function of the uh, of the league. Obviously, it's a, a more passer friendly league right now. But also, like you know, I don't know. It, it, people, it, the players are getting bigger. They're stronger. Like running backs take a pounding, and their longevity is not like it used to be at all. It's very rare. Like someone like Adrian Peterson, there will never be someone like that again in the NFL who can play running back for that long. And yes, is he is he a starter in fantasy now? No, but he is oh. what 34, 35, still playing at a pretty decent level at running back in the NFL. Yeah, maybe Zeke. I mean, Zeke seems like he has that kind of potential, but no I agree with you. Not for that long. 
Nobody, yeah. nobody plays for that long anymore. Well, anyway. Um, so yes, uh, the the pounding. Uh, I, I love that we have a, a lot of people on on the group me chat now. A lot of our friends are pounding and parlaying and sprinkling, which is absolutely fantastic. You might as well. There's, there's before before you right give now. your things, can for someone like me who who's not part of DraftKings, can you explain all the all the terms are like? I don't know what a sprinkle, what you're pounding, what a boost, what all this, what all this <laughs> chatter is. So I know because. I have no well, clue what you guys are talking about. No, no, no. The, 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 these are all terms like that are just created by our friends. <laughs> pounding is so pounding is when you basically really like a spread and you really want to like put a lot of money on it. Basically, not a I, mean, I don't know what a lot of money is for see everybody's individualistic with what they want to spend, but if you really like a spread, you'll really try to like concentrate on that one wager, and that'll be something that you really like for the week. A so sprinkle. That's your, you so that's, that's like your that's like your lock. That's like all that's right. like your lock. Like like last week. I love the Rams at the Eagles. That was my topic of the week. So that was like my highest, like, I'm not a big better like Jeff is. So I bet like 35 bucks on them to cover. Like for me, that's like good money. So, so yeah. So so that's like my lock of the week. Like I also like the Seahawks, even though that game was super close. Uh, Sprinkle usually means that you're not sure about the game. So you're just going to sprinkle a little bit of money on it and just kind of play around, maybe do like a parlay. A parlay, which I don't know if you know what that means, is basically when you combine two wagers or more. So let's say like tonight you wanted to bet Miami and the under, you, you, you would put them together and you get better odds on it because you're putting both in the same bet. Okay. Do you know what, well, anyway. do you know what drilling is, Aaron? Oh, I'm very aware of what drilling is. Okay. Just checking. But the, the one that I still don't know is boost. What is this boost? Oh, boost. Yes. Yeah. So boost is a certain websites most of them actually offer like boosts so what it means is like like let's say they give you a 25 percent profit boost so if you bet let's say like tonight i bet on miami who were three point underdogs instead of just um getting my my money back i would get 20 so if i bet ten dollars instead of just winning uh if it was 20 percent boost i would basically get my ten dollars plus an extra two dollars on top of it so i would get twelve dollars back so, so it's just like you boost getting your money back. So, yeah. There's also, like, boosts where they give you better odds on, like, certain things, too. Like, they where they kind of give you a boost. instead. Of, so, so instead of somebody being, like, even money, you get them at, like, you know, like, plus one and a half, which is even money plus half your money. So it's like kind of the same concept, basically. So that makes sense. Is, is it sponsored by Boost Mobile? I believe it is, AK. I believe it is. <laughs> Wait, is it really? I was—I thought I was making a lame joke. Holy shit! You were, you were making a lame joke. I was just making a lame joke back to you, buddy. Oh damn! Oh, you got me. Oh man. Yeah, I was about to believe me so quickly. Like, <laughs> oh god! Um, it's the—it's the wine I'm having. I'm sorry. You know. I'm sorry, man. I'm glad you're drinking your wine. Look at me. I—I I, I said I had a comment on something, and then I forgot what the fuck we were even talking about. So I apologize. <laughs> I, I I think I got a little too high before this podcast. I, I wanted. To I will sure. say I did. Un, I did know what pound was, but I you know I wanted everything to be explained pound. for our potential listeners who have no idea what we're talking about. So now they're all gonna know. So you know. You, yeah. Anyway, well, what about what about the tuna pound? You think she's gonna listen to this? Oh, I don't know. It's possible. It might. <laughs> it depends. It depends what her uh, podcast search history is. You know, if your league. Or podcast is in there, it could pop up. Yeah. 
Well, uh, so well, moving on to the well, the picks. Yeah, you, what's, your, you, what's your pop of the week, Costa? Can you, can you guys still hear me? Yes. Give me what? one second. I'm sorry, gentlemen. I'm getting a bad connection here. I apologize. Oh, we finally get to your segment, and now you get a bad connection. Oh. Oh. All right, I'm, I'm, you guys hear me okay? Yes. Okay, great. Right, so, yes, my, my, my pound of the week um, right now for this week is going to be the, the Los Angeles Chargers this week. Uh, they, I never love taking a, 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 a big favorite team just because a lot of times in the NFL. I think we lost them. <laughs> What do you want to do here? I don't know. You got to, I guess you have to hang up and call again, and uh, you have some editing ahead of you, eh? Or we could just end it. No, we got to have Costa. Costa didn't talk that much. Costa. I'm done. Oh, oh, he's there. I hear him. I'm here. We didn't hear you. Uh, because I, I, I'm on my phone, and I, I went to go look at the spreads, and I, I think it fucked up my connection when I was trying to talk to you guys. I'm sorry. I don't know if that was going to happen. Okay, start over now. It's all right. Do, well, do it. Can you, give me, do it. can you give me one second so I can look at the spreads really quick? No, I can, yeah. tell, you this, I can tell you the spreads if you want. I have them up. I have them up. No, it's oh. close to Okay, look, at spreads, look at the spreads, and then when you're ready, say, I'm ready, and then I'll edit. Right. I'll just give me 10 seconds. 10 seconds, sir. <laughs> I flipped it in a while. I'm a little rusty. I apologize. What is this, amateur hour? No, no. Yeah, we'll cut this all out. You guys turn left. Oh. Whoa. What are you looking at? You get no. Ten seconds is uh. Stretch the line. Ready? All right. Tell me who you're pounding. All right, so for the for the pound of the week, um, I have two picks that I really like. Who are my locks of the week? I love the Los Angeles Chargers this week. Uh, Justin Herbert looked fantastic last week. We'll get to start this week, obviously. More importantly, Carolina's up without their best player, who is absolutely one of the best players in the league, possibly. And they're not a very good team, and their defense is absolutely terrible. I look for Austin Eckler to have a huge game. Justin Herbert, like AK said, to have a huge game. And right now in the sports books, the Chargers are minus six and a half point favorites. So they're about a touchdown favorite. Never love taking a favorite that much, but I do feel like they're the more dominant team. And especially with what I saw against Kansas City last week, definitely a huge lock. Pound the Chargers. Pound the Chargers. I like it. Do you have any, uh, any games you want to sprinkle? 
Well, I have one more pound because there was two games that I really like. The other game that I really like, even though they barely kind of beat the Broncos, even though they did beat, beat them by more than four, I believe. Uh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are four-point favorites at home against the Texans. I really feel like the Texans are a terrible, um, terrible move to go to DeAndre Hopkins. So I, I really would say pound the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pound the Pittsburgh Steelers minus four this week as well. Really? Uh, really? So a sprinkle. You want? I, wait, wait, hold on. You, you, you're really that down on the Texans. They played like the two best teams out there. I don't think we know what the Texans are, but yeah, and they lost both of those. And Pittsburgh's not too far off from the best teams. All right, we'll see. Sorry, sprinkle, sprinkle time. We lose him again. Jesus. Did you close your flip phone, Costa? <laughs> did the Motorola Razor, did it close on you? Hello, Moto. Hello, Moto. All right. I, I'm sorry. I don't know why this thing keeps closing on me. I apologize. Are you really there? closing your flip phone? <laughs> no, I'm not closing my flip phone. It's, for some reason, it, it keeps a – whenever – because I'm on my phone. I'm on the computer. Whenever I, I go a click away from the screen, it, it, it just – I apologize. Are you it playing Snake on your Nokia? No, I'm not. <laughs> so, is that, is, that, is that are we still recording here? Uh, you want to sprinkle something, or you just want yeah. to sprinkle? We even talked about our matchups this week. We still have to talk about that, buddy. Oh my gosh, I'm so over this. Uh, sprinkle, you know, I would say I would I would sprinkle a little bit on um, on uh, Probably on, on the Packers, three-point underdogs at the Saints. Saints have kind of really struggled this year. Um, I do have a couple stay-away games, though. I think there's always that. you got to stay away from certain games. I'd stay away from the Bills-Rams game. I think that's a very hard game to predict. Uh, I'd also stay away from the Patriots-Raiders uh, game. As those are two teams that are just kind of tough to predict who's going to really play that well right now. All right, cool. Thanks for joining us, Costa. We want to talk about this week's matchups. What are we boosting? Let's boost something. God. If you're looking for if you're looking for a good boost this week, AK, uh, I would uh, I would boost uh, the <laughs> overall. The, you could also, uh, by the way, AK, make bets on individual players' overall yards to give you that option too in certain games. So my boost is I would take a boost on the over on rushing yards for Austin Eckler this week. I think he will have a Tremendous game against Carolina. One of the worst rushing defenses in the league. And what's the what's the tuna pound, what's the tuna pound lock of the week? <laughs> I gave you two locks already. The tuna pound and the tuna pound. If that's the premier lock, then, then we'll go with the first option. Go with the, uh, the first bet. All right. Now, now we can do matchups blocking. Okay, go ahead. Ah. Uh, you and me, what's going to happen? I'm going to beat you. Oh, well, I'm going to beat you, so we'll see. That was fun. Yeah. It'll be a good matchup. Obviously, like, you're at a disadvantage without your uh, top running back, so I think that, that hurts. But uh, my receivers are garbage, so uh, I think it's a good match. Um, let's see. Next, we got Kosa. Any thoughts? I think you guys will have a good I think it'll be another high-scoring battle, but I think because Plotkin's missing his best player, Slight edge to you, just by a nose. I still thought I did rank you. Hey, look at my preseason rankings. I had I had you one. I had Myers two. And you know, 
Both both you guys are doing very well. Who's in the first place in that division right now? I know. By like, I have no comment. By, like, by, like, by like five, six points. So. Yeah, yeah well, Park and Wheeler was underrated you at the beginning of the year, and you always overperform. We know how the story goes. So. The interesting thing is it's going to come down to uh, Monday night for me and you, Plotkin. It's going to be what, Ingram versus uh, Kelsey, right? Ugh, you're gonna, oh. No, you're going to be oh. up. You're going to be oh. up big, and I'm going to need a miracle. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Next on my list, I got Weitzman versus KJK. Turban. Big battle. Tur- uh, jo- uh, Joey picked up Gesicki from, and he scored a touchdown tonight, but that's it. One catch for 15 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, I, Gesicki's a, a good pickup. I mean, um, I had him on my list, actually. So I had a long list of people I would have picked up. Uh, so, um, I am looking at I I think I might have to give the edge to Turbin here, but there's some players I really really like on his team. Like, you know, we already you know, he's quarterbacks we already talked about Josh Allen and Cam Newton, but you know, Clyde the Glide. Um, uh, until he's not the real deal, I think he's solid. I am still holding on to uh, Daryl Williams because I think that uh, uh, I don't know if Clyde can keep it up the whole season, but. Uh, I, I talked about this before. DK Metcalf, I think, is an absolute stud. I think he's number one receiver at the end. I think that guy uh, wins games left and right. So uh, I give the edge to Turbin in this in this matchup. It's a coin flip, and I think Turbin has almost as much bad luck as Costa, and Joey has all the luck in the world, and somehow he gets another victory. Costa, thoughts? A coin flip. I mean, I, I just I give I think Turbin did a good job drafting quarterbacks this year, and he's got two guys that love to run the ball in, and that makes a huge difference in our league. So I just for that reason, I give the slight edge to Turbin, but I think that this can go either way. All right. Uh, how about this week's? I'm calling it right now the battle of the no victory points. Uh, <laughs> Josh versus Mitchell. Um, it's another coin flip. Um, but not in a good way for teams that are can score a lot of points. Uh, but Josh did have a good um, – did he have a good game from – what's his name today? Yeah. Oh, Josh had a huge game from uh, James Robinson in the Jacksonville. He ran all over the Dolphins. Um, so with that being said, I'm gonna, he got a little bit of a head start. I'm going to give the edge to Josh this week. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that. I think the only – player that can score a lot of points for Mito's team is Dak this week. So, yeah, I'll agree with that. What a downfall for Josh, though, right? You know, picked him in my division last year, and he had scorched earth, and now he's fucking no victory points. You got to love it. But I agree, though. You got you to gotta go with Bass just because it was a good start. Hey, you know what, though? The reason why I did not pick Bassinger for my division is because Bassinger pays attention throughout the season, and that is going to be the most important factor – throughout the season. So that is that is what my strategy was. And so, like I said, people will start to fall off and he'll pay attention. So, All right. We got Big Bundo and JR. I think uh, Auto Draft Nation wins another one. Uh, potentially. You know, it depends. Uh, depends if he does, I mean, he obviously is paying attention because he picked up uh, Kirk Kirk Cousins, but uh, there's a chance Devontae Adams doesn't play, so hopefully, like you know, he adjusts his lineup for for that. <laughs> um, you know, Rasset, Rasset, 
I I liked Rossett's team. Like he's got a solid team on paper, but it's bad luck. Like Rossett is just snake bitten when it comes to fantasy football. Like Brees, Mahomes, Julio, Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen. These are all like top tier players in their positions, and it's just bad luck. That's all I can say. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to to Big Bundo. Yeah, I gotta agree. I gotta go with Bundo too, just because he's running hot right now. And but the one thing I'll mention is the one trend you're seeing in our league this year. And obviously, I mean, my team sucks too. But uh, and the other two teams that are really shitty to start the year, and Jeff and Josh, they both picked quarterbacks in the first round. And I, I just think even though we're a two quarterback league, it's too much to take a quarterback in the first round. You got to try to get a uh, position at that point, in my opinion. But I agree. The drop off between I think that hurt Jeff's running back quite a bit. The, the drop-off from a top-tier quarterback uh, to a second-tier quarterback compared to a running back is a lot smaller. So I agree with that. Uh, Costa, you and Fred going at it. Let's let Costa go first. What's that? Let Costa speak first. Yeah, I said, I said you and yeah. Fred going at it. Uh, yeah, unfortunately not a good start for, uh, for the two toots this week. Uh, Played Minshew because he's been running hot, and uh, of course he has his worst game of the season. And we decided to start him, but so annoying. So so good, good start for Fred. Uh, unfortunately, Fred set a full lineup this week. It looks like so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know, you know, I got to uh, as a result of the terrible start for our QB once again. We're gonna have to give the edge to Fred in the in the crap bowl of the week. Yeah, I, w- I want to pick your team um, just to kind of keep the people at the bottom of the division. I don't want Fred creeping up, but his running backs are really good. Eckler, Zeke, and now Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um, so he's, he might have the best stable of the running backs. Um, Diggs proved what he can do. I don't know if he'll be consistent. Um, Godwin, when he's healthy, he's going to be a beast. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I like Fred's uh, Fred this week versus you, Costa. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zag here. I'm going to go with Costa's team because I'm going to say that Big Ben and uh... – Chase Claypool hook up for two touchdowns. Julie Edmond repeats his performance from last week, and I think that uh, uh, Tyreek and Mark Andrews each get a touchdown on Monday night. So I'm going with Costa. Thanks for the vote of confidence. I can't appreciate it. Hey, yeah, you got it. <laughs> and then we go to Old Man and Plant. Old Man and Plant. Well, you got to like. I mean, I mean, old, old old man. I think uh, did a pretty good job drafting, and I think Plant's just having an off year, and I think he's going to kind of tail off at some point. So I'm, I'm going to go with old man. Yeah, I, I, Steve's got some some players, but um, just a lot of holes. Waller's a beast at tight end. Um, he he dominated on Monday night. Uh, you know, Allen Robinson's due for a monster game. Derrick Henry probably won't go off until later in the season like he normally does. Um, Deshaun's got another tough matchup. So uh, Steve's got – I feel like he's got – his team hasn't performed um, up to their potential yet, and I think he's going to have to wait another week, and he's going to have a pretty big hole to dig out of to get in the playoff race. Yeah, oh, man, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think I agree. Like, I think – you know, the Texans have a brutal start to the season, and they're going to – I think the Texans are a lot better than what we've seen because of, of our schedule. Uh, and he's got a lot invested in the Texans. But, you know, in order for his team to make it out, he's going to have to make adjustments. And 
Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, there's a chance Wolf is going to play this this week, and he might still be in Fiala's lineup come Sunday night. So, uh, and Daniel Jones, I was high on him at the beginning of the season, um, but with the loss of Saquon, and uh, it's just not going to be there. So, he's got some good players, but uh, I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Old man picks his players that he, I think he's. I think uh, Cooper Cup is a staple on his team. I think Juju's a staple on his team. Um, so, you know, he picks the same players year in and year out. Um, so he'll win this game, but, uh, I don't think he makes waves in our division. So it's just me and you, huh? Uh, no. Um, because if Fred's, Fred, players, Fred if Fred's players stay healthy, uh, his team is scary. I mean, the, uh, the saving grace is that um, he doesn't have too much a quarterback. Yeah, if he was smart, he would make a deal. All right. Well, that was fun. I liked it. Kosa, you should, you should join every week for some boost pounds and sprinkles. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. Sorry that I lost connection there for a little while. I apologize for that, but well, make sure it doesn't happen we we can get you a non flip phone next time. Our sponsor, we got a sponsor. Yes, it's it's Motorola. Hello, Moto. Who's mobile? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you fellas, and uh, wish you guys the best of luck this week. Yeah, enjoy the weather while it's still nice. Yep. Yeah. Peace out, guys. Take care, fellas. Have a good